This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the One Was Ever Dream podcast. It is episode eight. My name's Lee Finch. Tonight I will be joined by Mark Lewis and Danny Baker. Uh, we'll be discussing the defeats to Shrewsbury. It is Shrewsbury uh, and Rotherham. And then we'll I'll put the boys on the spot. And then we'll be discussing the playoff final team and the current AFC Wimbledon team and who we'd pick as our ultimate team for that, that playoff final or if we had a playoff final. Uh, first off, though, I just want to send our condolences to the friends and family of Cal Watt, who unfortunately passed away during the week. Uh, unfortunately, he lost his battle to cancer. He was a massive AFC Wimbledon and Queen of the South fan. Uh, he was a really good lad. So, yeah, send our condolences to his friends and family. So, yeah, I'd like to welcome Mark and Danny. How are we today, boys? Good evening. Good evening. I'm very well. I was sad to hear it. I didn't know Cal, but I was... Very interested to hear about. I don't think there's many Wimbledon and Queen of the South fans. Fascinated is that how wide you can get a double association with. But um, yeah, really especially, especially people who live in Basingstoke, you know. The oh, really? Queen of the South, Basingstoke, and obviously Wimbledon is that's is a bizarre, fantastic triangle, isn't it? That is that, but that's what football does, guys, isn't it? That is what football does. You kind of fall in love Same with thing. one, you live somewhere else, you fall in love with another, and it just it creates a community. And I'm I'm hoping that. Uh, yeah, he enjoyed all of his football when he watched it. One big one for me is he he, he got to go to Plough Lane. Yeah, because uh, he, he he was he was ill and he, yeah he got he got to go Plough Lane, which was a huge moment for him. Which yeah, I was chuffed a bit that he made it down there and got to see yeah. Plough Lane. So yeah, so, right. We'll talk about the football if we have to. It's uh not been great week for Wimbledon with regards to results. Pronunciation has been dreadful as well. Yeah, it's been a well, bad week. <laughs> first off, with yeah, let's go off with the 
the vote, Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury. I think Danny on the last podcast last week was so confident he was going to win it. He was coming across a little bit muggy, in my opinion. Well, and he got, fine. Yep. He, he, got, uh, he got blown away, mate, to be fair, yeah, mate, on the yeah. voting. So Sometimes, it is Shrewsbury. Just like Anthony Joshua, just got to take it on the chin, move on, change your trainers, change your game plan and go again. That's what you can do. I've been going past Streatham and calling it St. Rethams today just to try and get some morale back, but it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you done me there? That's the funniest. speaks volumes, isn't it? The funniest you've ever been, Danny. I've, I know, I'm really, really, I've just got a big book here of all my jokes on it. But um, yeah, gutted <laughs> to lose the boat, gutted to lose the football. I'm just, yeah, frustrating, frustrating times for me at the moment. What do we make of the football anyway? What do we make of it? Yeah, go on, Mark. Do you want to? Is, is it not? Is it not what we expect? Unfortunately, as a Wimbledon fan, you know, it's almost like we were getting understandably excited because we had a new team and a new way of playing. But every season for the last four or five, we've had a dip at some point. Sometimes the dip lasts three or four months. Sometimes the last three or four games. Hopefully, it'll only be three or four games this season. But. Um, you know, every season, I when I get the fixture list, the old pull out thing, I, I very um optimistically go through and put in what, what I think we'll do win, lose, or draw for every single game. Really, why well, the beginning of the whole year, right at the start, beginning the beginning, not the score, but just win, lose, or draw. So, where where did you get what, what number did you get at the beginning of the year for us? So, oh, yeah, that's the random thing. I just do, I do a win, lose, or draw, and then and then check out what I've got at the end of the, the, end of the season. So, what did you get for us? So I got, and this is completely just random. You just no, 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 see how you end up. 16 wins, 16 draws, 16 defeats. That's 48 games. But we don't play 48 games, so it's not no. quite that. So 16 wins, 16 draws, and 14, so if that is up to 46. 64, 64 points, yeah. So where would that so get that, us last year, roughly? Just outside the playoffs, I think. Wow. Okay. Not in the playoffs, but just outside. <laughs> but the thing is, to do that, you get, I mean, for example... Rotherham last night I had Dan as a defeat. Midweek, Yorkshire, of course, is a defeat. But I had Shrewsbury away, even though we've never won there in anything that I can remember. We were even going way back to Gary Shaw being us when we were in I the first that. division. Yeah, FA Cup game. I, uh, the old uh, game, Meadow. Um, I don't remember ever winning there at all. I remember going there as a kid when I was on holiday because um, I dragged my dad there because um, I was like 10. And it wasn't even the women's game. But anyway, um, yeah, I had a stand beating Shrewsbury. So that's just overly optimistic. Well, to be fair, before the start of the season, I didn't have us beating Shrewsbury. But last week, I had us beating Shrewsbury because Shrewsbury, unfortunately, this season, well, not unfortunately, but they're not that good. Uh, I think we got done by two. So I didn't see the game at all. I I don't think I've watched even the highlights, to be fair. I was quite busy the yeah. weekend. Uh, it sounds bad, but yeah, we're three kids. But uh, yeah, I just I, I did it's fancy us to, I did fancy going there. I've only been there once, and that's when the helicopter uh, turned up and bought the match ball. Uh, I think it was uh, around uh, what's it called, Poppy, around the Poppy and Remembrance Day. Oh, so they they had the army turn up in a helicopter, and some guy scaled down a helicopter and bought the match ball, and we drew nil nil. It was awful, awful. But I felt we were good. I thought we were good for the first half an hour, and then. The moment they kind of got the equaliser, we just sort of either whether we panicked and we fell apart, or we or again it will come up. We spoke about it against Arsenal. I'll speak about it again yesterday. Just got a bit out muscled, a bit out experienced, and I kind of feel like that is what Mark said. We're going to have a slump. We know that, 
Uh, it, it will just be a question of how long it will be. But I did feel like we got a little bit out experienced against Shrewsbury. They kind of, I feel like they kind of were a bit bigger and a bit stronger all over the pitch. We made some good chances. Football was about moments. They had theirs and they took it. Frustrating to concede the second, particularly so close as I never thought he'd just come out and cleared it, but it, it was obviously a decent cross. And it's just, yeah, a little bit annoying that we didn't quite pack any punch to try and get back in the game, really. I think we're going to massively miss Oli Palmer because if you look at Shrewsbury, they've got Pierre at the back, who's massive, big lump, loves to uh, play that kind of game where Oli Palmer and him would have had a bit of a battle, where, as you say, I think he he, he, he could bully Presley uh, all over the park, really. And Presley, yeah. yeah, and Presley, I, I feel a bit sorry for him. I, I know I'm not his biggest fan and I'm quite critical of him, but I do feel sorry for him at the moment. He's playing up front on his own in a new team. He's 19 never played men's football before and we're asking him to a job that I don't think he's going to be able to do. I think he'd, he'd be better with someone up next to him uh, and I think he's he's struggling at the moment. I don't think he's even playing the job role that I think he's playing a new role together. I mean, I don't know what you think, Mark, but he's a big guy. He's got 25 goals and in the last two games, there's been one cross that he's got to. He met, and he was a good header against Shrewsbury, really good header in the corner, but we're not giving him any service at all. Like, we're not getting, we don't naturally play to get down a wing and cross it. And I feel that that is where he's going to score his goals. He got isolated as the game got on at Shrewsbury. We won't talk too much about Rotherham, but I'm, I feel quite sorry for the lad because I don't think we're quite playing to his sort of strengths, really. But I don't know what you think, Mark. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. What I would say, though, is <clears throat> looking at certain attacking players we've got that, most of us would say we're not getting the most out of them so far. Um, Elvis is one. Yeah. Papo certainly is another one. And um, McCormack is a third one. Yeah. The question is, we obviously brought McCormack in, so you'd think we know where he should play, but have we ever actually played him in that role? Is Dapo a winger, or is he actually a centre-forward? Um, if so, play him as a centre-forward, or play him as a winger. Um, and equally, if Presley's only ever played in a two, only ever played in a two, then let's play him in a two. And actually, I would say, surely, until Palmer's back, maybe we tweak it a little bit and maybe we play Dapo and Presley together because then you've got a presence and you've got pace in behind. Because Presley's got lots of things, but he hasn't got pace in behind. But then neither has Palmer, to be fair. But then, we, but then we, then lack, work. we lack a natural winger then, don't we? We're, we're a winger light. Because you've got one side, you could have a Sal who could do that. But then you lose him popping in those little spots. But then who becomes your other winger? You're probably looking at Osu, really. And I'm not sure whether he's at it. But you're right. If you do well, tweak it, there's always lots of tweaking to do. Just where course. that goes. Unless you're it's, a wingback. It's, it's, a, it's a bigger picture. But actually, and, and there's, you know, you could take the conversation lots of ways. But in fact, do it. I mean, you guys talked about it a few weeks ago. Does Robbo know what his first choice 11 is? Does Robbo yeah, know what his yeah, first choice yeah, formation yeah. is? I think the formation seems to be the one that's just about stuck. But, I mean, we've had four different left-backs this season, maybe. Maybe even more than that at different I, times. I think Robbo would love to play 3-5-2. I really do. But I think he's so scared of playing 3-5-2 with what happened with Wally and Glynn that the fans were in uproar with us playing such a defensive 3-5-2 and it was really, really poor to watch that he's scared. Because I know he likes 3-5-2. I know that you've played 3-5-2. We've got the players to play 3-5-2 with the centre-backs. To be fair, at the moment we have without Callum Bay, you can't surely play Jocker. Bless him, but can't he's play we'll we'll come on that when we speak about Rotherham. Yeah. But are we looking at 
Are we thinking our start like this is a Wimbledon thing that we do? We start okay, which we have. But if you look at the teams we beat, okay, we beat Doncaster, but everyone's beating Doncaster. I, mean, I thought they were going to be all right this year. They're struggling yeah. big time, getting Six absolutely spanked. Right, take out the cups, the Johnson Paint and the Carabao. We've drawn with Bolton, Gillingham, which we should have beat you. And we lost to Sunderland. Uh, we drew a bit switch uh, and we beat Oxford, which was a big surprise to me because Oxford are going to be flying. So that was a great result. Uh, and Morecambe, who a team you've, again, at the start of the season, you fancy us to beat most weeks. So it's not like we're, we're flying at the blocks now either. And it's like, are we, are, are we in now for a terrible time? Are, are we going to struggle next few? It's a big, big month for October. The problem is, Lee, again, you, go, you look at Rotherham. If you take away your two best attacking options, we had a Sal and Palmer, you take Smith and Grigg out from yesterday, and they didn't, they didn't really do a huge amount. They were a better side than us. They used the ball well. But Shrewsbury the same. If you take away any team's top two offensive threats, they're going to struggle. And if you replace them with the, with the replacements that we have, it's not going to be easy to get anywhere near that. And because Asao is that good and Palmer is that unusual, we're going to, we're all, any team's going to struggle, but we need to do more because we've, no, we've, we've got to do, we've got to do more. I said that last week. I said the two worries I've got if we lose players this season is Asao, because Asao's brilliant. We saw that on Tuesday, uh, missing him. But oh, oh, yeah, Tuesday. And the other one is Zanev. I think if Zanev goes and yep. he's injured, we're, str we're, we're struggling at the back already. I think we've kind of, just glossed over the fact that we're so defensively poor because we were banging goals in for fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We were beating, drawing three or three, four, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. We thought, oh yeah, we'll just score more goals. Now the goals are kind of drying up. We're still conceding loads of goals. Okay. Now, here's, a, here's a question for you boys. What's our first choice back for? Uh, for me, it's got to be, sorry, Dan. No, go, you go first. Shay Alexander right back. If we're playing four at the back, it's got to be Shay Alexander right it's got to be Will Nightingale and Hennigan. Uh, and then we've got to go with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Henry Sorry. Lawrence, left back. I, I can't disagree with that too much. On ability, he will always rotate between Guinness Walker and Alexander. But I've, I, I just, I can't, I, I just can't, I can't watch Guinness Walker with any kind of comfort going defending. I can't. And, and Osu is never, hasn't played regularly enough to be honest as well we've all, we I always find that we play better against teams who are more expansive and want to have a go at us Shrewsbury were very compact and they were just kept it simple <coughs> a bit of imagination they're a they're a they're just a, a typical struggling team I've always found we found it difficult against those teams unless they're really poor um where the better teams where they want to come and go like Oxford came and actually wanted to have a go at us they leave you space because they you know they go forward so we can pick them off but it was um Shrewsbury was really frustrating because I kind of felt that we did, we took the lead, we did well in pockets, but we just missed very, very two relatively defendable goals. And it just, it was just one of those, here we go again type days, really. Just feel like the moment we go 1-1 or 2-1 or 1-0 down, I mean, Lee, you messaged me during the Rotherham game, but the moment we went one down, we felt, well, I didn't feel like we were ever get back in it. And I think that is a, that is a bit of a concern. Mark, you're, what's your back for? You asked the question. Uh, so. it, I asked the question because I agree with you both 100%. But the actual follow-up to that is how many times have we played that back four? And how many well, times have we played that back four two or three or four games in a row? We haven't. 
And, and this is one of my frustrating things. And one of my frustrating things with Robbo is that he always he always says like he, he hates the fact that some of the players have been given chances and then they're kind of dropped. And I kind of see that with Shay Alexander. He doesn't trust him enough to play him regularly where he needs a run of games. I, again, it could be that he has a knock or he, you know what I mean? He, he, he can't play, but I just, I'd love to see our back ball just get a run of games. And it doesn't seem that that as a case. So again, we'll come on to Tuesday shortly, but like soccer's come in, Calabai's come in, he's now injured again. You know what I mean? And we, we changed our back four too much for my liking. And this is again, one of the things that Robbo says is he hated like Osu coming in and then he was bombed straight out. And I just find we ain't, we're not going with a back four. The only one from that back four, or two, sorry, I'd say they have to play every game, is Henry Lawrence, because he's different gravy, and Ben Hennigan. The one thing I would say, not to, talk, not to be talking FIFA too much, but if you think about people who play in pairs or partnerships, the, the partnerships that have been quite successful this year have been Hennigan and Nightingale, you'd think. Woodyard and Hartigan, you'd think. Why? Because they've played almost all the time together. They haven't had much break. The rest of them have kind of drifted in and out. Asal is, take Asal out of an equation because Asal, it just runs around like a lunatic and he's brilliant. But partnerships, people who've got a good understanding, it only happens if you play regularly. And I know I've, I don't read too much about on Facebook, so I'm more of a, just a quick skim, but a lot of people, I don't think that's a bad shout. Maybe given an opportunity to actually pick a steady team, but it is tough if you've got players missing. Presley's going to be absolutely knackered now. He's played the Saturday, he's played the Tuesday. We're going to need him to go again Saturday. He's going to need a breather or he'll break down and then what? So while you've got injuries, you've got to protect, you know, you've got to protect your squad, um, which is always going to be tricky. But it'll be interesting to see moving forward what, what we do. And we've obviously got the break, the MK game and the Palace game and the Carabao. We're not playing that or whatever competition it is. We're not playing that because we've got the internationals. So that gives us a couple of weeks. But we knew this. We knew what we were buying into. We knew we had a small squad. We knew we had a squad that was going to be quite dependent on minutes on the pitch. We haven't got that with Palmer. We need 30 minimum games from that man. We need it. We're going to need him to play 30 games. And if he doesn't, it's, it's not. He, regardless if he scores 10, 15, 20, he, we need his minutes if we're going to have a, a successful team. Mark, anything else yeah. we've got in? I mean, it, I, I just 100% agree with you down there because we were, what, top goal scorers in the country over uh, five games or six games or something, yeah. of which Palmer had scored one. Yeah, it's true. But he'd actually been the team most of that time. So the partnerships is the key. You know, the partnerships, if you can build on those partnerships Dan mentioned and then get, for example, Lawrence and Rodoni on the left and um, then it would probably therefore be Shea and a sal, I guess, on the right, for example, that builds something that, that gets something going, you know, a bit like O'Neill used to have with Ragstaff going back a couple of years, you know? Yeah, I get, if we say we move on to Rotherham, just because Shrewsbury, again, I, I didn't really see anything, so I can't really speak too much about Shrewsbury. Rotherham, I watched the game, watched it on iFollow. Uh, I thought I Rotherham would just different gravy to compare to us night and day from what we want with men versus boys pretty much what I got out of the Rotherham game is I was looking at it and thinking there's five or six players in this team that are just not good enough they're not league one standard footballers unfortunately uh, Dan Dan Shocker had an absolute nightmare again and it ain't his first it ain't his first time and I just I, I don't want to be harsh on him but he's not very good I thought Chislett I thought he was awful I don't think he's League One standard. 
quite annoyed that McCormick was on the bench and Chisley was playing and we could have put McCormick in his position. I felt for Presley because he's running his ass off he was, and, and weren't really getting much. He was no service again. Uh, I've been crying out for Marsh to come in the team and give Hartican a rest. And I thought Marsh was really poor. I'm a big, big fan of George Marsh. But I just saw him sliding into challenges and they were just skipping past him. And I thought, just stay on your feet. Just stand up to him. And I just, yeah, I was I struggled with Robin because I get it. You're going to get beat by better teams and they're probably a championship standard side. But there was just none of that. I don't know. It's a hard one. Go I, think it's, I think it's really tricky to, to put up uh, the comparison with a Rotherham because when they're playing well, we can't get even near them. Just looking at the players they've got up front, I mean, Grigg and Smith, they, I doubt there'll be many League One teams with a better front two than that. Um, and it is, it is tricky. I, and again, the problem with me is I felt that it was almost exactly the same game as, as Shrewsbury. And the fact, and I've said Shrewsbury, not Shrewsbury, on the fact of <laughs> the moment we conceded, the game fell apart. And we, we for the first 20 minutes, Presley had the bit where I thought it was could have been a penalty. I saw the replays, not really sure. Shizlet had a run on the right. He had another one where he sort of checked back. And then they scored the goal, which was really soft, in my opinion, a soft header. And after that, we kind of lost the game. We let Rathbone play. I've always loved him as a player. When he was Rochdale, just dominated. It's a proper little general, isn't he? Pops up, makes a pass, makes a tackle, makes a pass. And we just didn't ever look like quite making it at 2-0. Rodoni has that chance. We don't take it and the game's gone. And it was just annoying, particularly as well, the Smith goal where he's he's blatantly pulled off the centre-back, gone to stand next to Osu, the smallest bloke on the planet, and wins a header and it's 2-0 two, two on the stroke of half-time. It's just silly mistakes, but it just seemed to be a carbon copy of play well for half an hour, concede a goal, struggle. It seemed to be exactly the same thing again at Rotherham, which was a real concern. Not, not only that, but the actual first goal, that, that Grig looping header, it's exactly the same type of goal that was conceded against Shrewsbury. Yeah. Except uh, um, the, at least Griggs are centre forward, whereas the guy that scored for Shrewsbury is the left back. Yeah. And what's even more ridiculous is if you look at the, if you played the highlight thing back from Shrewsbury, the two players that don't jump at all and then look at each other are... Alexander, who was the right back, and therefore that's his job, just do your job, mate, who then looks at Asal. Now, don't, no disrespect to Asal, but Asal's not in the team to make a defensive header. No. But neither of them went for it, you know? So responsibilities of each individual uh, person, fair enough. But also, if you're a defender, just be a defender. Um, I was listening to the um, Spurs-Arsenal commentary the other, the other day, talking about the new um, Arsenal white back, Japanese lad, can't yeah. pronounce his name, but they were basically saying that he was actually making a better impression because he was more defensively um, orientated, unlike most Arsenal defenders who actually want to attack and then occasionally want to defend. And let's face it, where have Arsenal got in the last few years? Not very far. Yeah. So obviously we're not at that standard, but if you <laughs> get the equivalent, you know, Alexander came from Barnet, was a decent player in non-league. If he wants to be a League One player, and there are a number of them. Chisley is another one that Lee just mentioned. If they want to be League One players, they have to realise they're not the best in class as they were in non-league. They actually have to dedicate themselves either to fitness or to skills or to whatever it may be to actually say to someone like Hennigan, okay, how have you survived? You know, how have you managed to make it? Because Hennigan's not the world's most refined player, but he's a decent, good quality pro that's made a good career for himself. 
But actually, if they don't, then in nine months' time, Alexander and Fizzler and Nesta and a few others, sad to say, will be back bouncing around the Aldershocks and Maidstones and Ebb Street to this world trying to scratch a living. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I said Shady and play on, he didn't play on uh, Tuesday did, against Rotherham. He didn't come on. So I see what you mean. I said I, I, I'd like to see Shay playing a little bit more. I'd like to see him get a run of games. And I think about, I think we now need, after the Rotherham game, a, a run of games where it's the same team playing every week. But then we don't know the injury scenario. And Rudy apparently was carrying a knock against Shrewsbury and then he ended up starting the game. And then was he... Could he not play the Tuesday as well? But uh, one thing I wanted to say to you boys was about Presley again, was one, should he be had a penalty? And, and two, should he have been sent off? I didn't uh, get... I was, go on, Mark, after you. Go on. I was going to say yes and yes. Really? Um, I, read an, I read an analysis. I didn't think it was a penalty at the time. But I read an analysis today. And also, if you listen to Robbo's um, uh, post-match thing, they asked the ref, basically, why he didn't give the penalty. And the ref's very honest response, very embarrassing, but very honest yeah. response was, basically, I wasn't that with play. Yeah, that's what he said. That's a, that's a CCL response. I mean, oh, come on. Robbo said in the pre-match interview, he said to, they spoke to the ref, and the ref said he couldn't see it because he didn't keep up with play. What this about the though? Why can't the linesman do something? A League One referee couldn't keep up with play. Yeah. Well, well, that might have helped yeah. with Presley, to be fair. So, I, I've seen people been been sent off. I don't think he levered his elbow, but I've seen people been sent off for that type of thing. I, I thought it was a red card all day long. I don't think there was malice in it. I don't think he, but the way he's, his elbows hit his face, I, 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 I'd have been screaming for a red card if that was the other way around. The, the problem with it is you see Presley, he looks at the bloke about two seconds before he actually makes contact. And that nine times out of ten tells you he's had a little look and seen it. I, I didn't think it was. I thought a yellow was fair. I thought it was a penalty in the first half. I felt I felt sorry for him, but I, I still don't think we necessarily need to panic too much. As Mark says, we always go on a little dip. You can't play as well as we've done in seven to eight games this year, plus cup matches, for us to feel concerned completely out of the blue now. I, I do think if we have if we get to the international break and we have still even if we lose against Burton, but we don't see a potentially upturn in performance, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not really gonna worry until we, we get a little bit nearer Christmas. To be honest, I think we played a good enough football. I think we're good enough players. I think you can't just all of a sudden become a rubbish football team. But what I do think has happened is that we have been a little bit found out in terms yep. of teams now know that they can just come in and be physical and start boshing us about a bit and. Those teams have experienced that they've doubled up on a sow now, and now they're like, okay, well, we've doubled up on your main man, your strike, your your leading strikers injured. What you got now? And I think that will be an interesting phase in in Robbo and in the squad. But I'm not going to panic. I don't think we've got any room to panic or need to panic. But it will be interesting to see how we react to our plan A. People starting to work out a little bit about us. Can him, yeah. The thing about um. Plan A, Plan B, whatever other different plans we've got when when they've uh, sussed us out a little bit is, as fans, naturally, when you've lost three, you're not going to be happy. But we've all been used to the last three or four years fighting that relegation battle. So instantly, when in two games you go from fourth or fifth to twelfth or fifteenth or whatever we are now, and that's all like 
generally within two or three points, the doom mongers are out uh, and they're immediately thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be a long, hard winter, which maybe it will be. But I look at it this way. If you had to metaphorically put League One into three groups, you'd put a top six or seven, which would yeah. be the six or seven who are there now, probably, maybe substitute uh, Ipswich and Lincoln for Accrington, yeah. um, for example. And then you've got a bottom six, which is roughly speaking the bottom six that are in there now. Again, Charlton will pull clear, Ipswich will pull clear. But people like Morecambe um, and Atkinson probably will drop down. And then you've got a big morass in the middle. And I reckon we're in that big morass in the middle. I don't see us being in the bottom six. Famous last words, aren't I? I I've changed my view. I, I, I could see it being a very, very tough season again after watching the Rotherham game and just everything about it. I've got, a, I, I nicked this off Facebook. I can't remember who posted it. So sorry, I haven't put your name to it. But this was after Rotherham and it was pitiful. Too many changes, minimal concentration and crap tactics with a bloke up front who's so far done nothing this season, but is asked to operate on his own. We've believed our, uh, our own publicity too much this season, over-publicising our clever ideas like bringing in set-piece coaches and got overexcited by playing at the Emirates before we've really done anything to deserve it. More skill and possession, no doubt, in this team, but a real soft underbelly, and we need to get some resilience back. The last goal was a joke, a microcosm of the game. Yes, we have a decent squad. That doesn't mean we have to change it every game. Find your best team, stick with it, make others really have to force their way in. I kind of agree with that, really. You know what I mean? I, I, as I said, I, I called for George Marsh to play. Didn't think he'd done enough now to be playing uh, another game. And uh, I think we need to be going with a solid 11 now. And then the players who are on that bench, they have to force their way in. I don't think any of them have. Osu, Soccer. Any of any of them have done enough to play week in, week out. But you can't the problem is Lee, you can't play three games in a week and expect to have good performance and keep them fit. You just can't do it. You just you can't you can't be done. We've seen it. These guys wear the monitors and everything else. You see the Premier League, the Premier League is the apex, right, of our world. And even in the Premier League, you have teams who will rotate their squad because of injury because of potential this or potential that. Yes, their squads are a bit bigger, etc. But we are not yet in a position as players, as a club, to be able to have the, the resources that we can gamble. It's a gamble. We, if we had good backups, you could say, we're, this is our best 11 and we're going to back you. Because if you get injured, don't worry, Joe Bloggs will come in. We don't have that. And we've seen that losing our top two forwards. We've, you've spoken about Chislet, we've got Osu, we've got Jocker. We can't afford to lose another first teamer because they played three games in a week. We yeah, can't but, but we keep getting told we have got these players though. We have got the players on the bench that could come in. We have got the players that are going to be able to fill in if we need it. We've got the youth team there that we've got. Yeah, they can youth. fill in, but they're not going to win us. Even Chislet, I like him. He's not going to win us football matches. But that's Dan his Walker, role though. He should be winning yeah, football is, matches. He, he's not going to win us football matches. Him and Rudy were appalling on Tuesday. They didn't They didn't affect the game at all. I know we're playing Rotherham and stuff like that, but these are meant to be these elite mentality footballers that we're getting across that we are going to be something different. And it was the same, I'm not being rude, it was no different than watching Glenn Hodges' team last year, the last two games. Well, with small squads, you have to rotate them because if you don't rotate them, you're ended up with the dregs as your, as your starters for months. And we, I'm for, you're right, in a perfect world, we would go, this is our best 11, and we need to create the partnerships. How you do it with one of our centre-backs, we've got, we, we now know that Jocker is the only centre-back left to play. 
no centre forward, so Presley's got to play every game. And we, you know, we've got with one of our main players off bookings. We, we how do we do it? If we lose, if we lose a right back or a left back, we where a full back, we know we're going to be struggling. If we lose one of our main midfielders, we know Chislett's going to play every game. It, it's hard. It's tough. It, it has to be different. It has to be different. It can't be the same as it has been previously because we've been told it's going to be different. But I don't see any changes this year. Again, it, we must be so easy to scout and look at because now you just stop us out and you stop us playing football. Like well, and, and sorry, Mark, I'll let you jump in a minute. But with regards to a Sal, do we think that he has to be told you can't keep getting silly bookings because we missed him so much on Tuesday? And can you imagine if that was a guy, right, Tuesday didn't matter too much because the Rotherhams as well, you're not going to beat them and they're not the games you're going to win to stay up. Do you know what I mean? We need to be beating the Shrewsbury's, for example, who are going to be around us. But say he was ex- he was suspended for the scum game or he was ex- he was suspended for Gillingham. Uh, yeah. Mark, anything you want to add before we move on? Yeah, I've got a little, I've got a little story for you two, actually, which relates oh, to all this of this. Lovely. Shall I get some cocoa? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a football-related story. So, um, went to the interest game with the missus, left the kids at home, because they're old enough to be left at home, and um, waited for the missus to come out of the loo afterwards. And I started chatting with a couple of, uh, one lady and one gentleman, they're a little bit older than me, and, and it turns out very quickly that they are parents of players in our squad. Now, I won't name the players, but you'll be able to work it out quite quickly, right? So the mum of one player and the dad of a separate player, they're not, they're not related, they're not um, married to each other. They were both bitching because both of their sons were not in the team for that particular game. And they were saying that they both thought there was an undue influence um, on the midfield by one of our coaches. Because he came from a certain Premier League club and so did one of our midfield players. You following me? I do yep. follow you. The cryptic yeah. so, so, obviously, since then, um, the interesting thing was that what one of their sons did actually feature in the Ipswich game and played quite a significant role as substitute. <laughs> <laughs> Your mystery has just been blown out of the water. You're coming up. <laughs> Everyone knows everything else that you're talking about here. The mystery's well, gone. But okay. I, haven't, I haven't told on. you all of it. So, no, that, 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 that's, that's the whole story. Like a but, four-year-old but, Easter egg hunt, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Look under the bush. <laughs> what I found fascinating since then, of course, is to observe what's happened with those three players and how many chances they've had. Because we've talked about all of them already tonight. How many chances they've had, what they've done with those chances, and um, what people have said, oh, so-and-so should play, oh, well, so-and-so was playing, what opportunity did they actually make of their, of their opportunities? Um, I think, actually, all three of the players could play together in the same team, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I was just going to call, uh, what's his name? Who's the Cluedo geezer come in? What's it? No, the... Uh, Colombo. Colombo. I was just about to get him. <laughs> I was just about to get him. a Chelsea coach in the team. Yeah, I was just about to get him on the phone. To, just to one more this, thing. Play Rodoni on the right. <laughs> yeah, it's great to do clue. Talk about players' dads. Uh, what's his name's dad? Nesta Guinness-Walker's dad was on the coach with the boys yesterday up to Rotherham. Actually yeah. loved it. They said they're never saying a bad word about Nesta Guinness-Walker again because his dad was such a good lad. Well, he probably uh, bought the beers and all that, didn't he? 
Yeah, apparently he was a really, really top lad. I'll say his oh, name because I'm, I'm not like Mark. I'm not scared of what the club can do. But uh... I, I'm, I'm not scared of anyone. I was just trying to be a bit, you know. <laughs> well, you weren't exactly good at him. Well, well next, week's this mis- next week's mystery. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, well then, then, then tell me who was the third player. You worked out two of them, all right? I, I know. I reckon I've worked out all three of them. Okay, tell me then. I, I'm not telling you. Well, tell me offline then. I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you in the break, yeah. Not being rude, yeah. I haven't got a clue what's going on. No, of course right you now, haven't, so. Dave. <laughs> looking after a bubby all the time. That's your problem. <laughs> Mate, I ain't even doing that. That's what you get a missus for. Right, anyway, let's move on before I get myself in more trouble. He's on uh, camera. Too late now. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. When we come back, I'm going to put the boys on the spot. The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans. Welcome back. Uh, now I'm going to put the boys on the spot with my question. Are uh, you actually going to put on the spot? Or are you just going to ask us a question? I mean, I want to be put <laughs> under the microscope, Lee. It's going to be, well, yeah. It's, like I, Columbo I, would do with his little, you know, glass. You just stole my thunder there. I was just about bang right in and then oh, you had sorry, to sorry. get involved. Oh, you know the rules. You see my count, but anyway, <laughs> right. So I'm going to ask it, and then I'm just going to give you a thing. So are we? Oh, he's he shot off, Danny. It's the cat. The cat. Oh, we well, get your pussy sorted out, and then we can go back on it, right? Not that smart. Right. I'm going to ask this question now. Right. Are we becoming a club full of wet wipes? And the reason I say this is I'm really getting sick of reading on social media and stuff that we can't be critical of anything that the club does in, incorrect. We can't be critical of the players because they've got young squads. So we should be backing them to the hill, which I, I kind of understand. Uh, personal abuse should never be put in it. But like this this forum here, we're, we're saying some players are not good enough and stuff like that. Are we even allowed to say that anymore? I'm getting sick of the club kind of thing and certain factors of the club telling us how we should think, what we should say, and how we should support Wimbledon. Uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with you at all on that one, Lee. Um, no, no one should tell anyone, you know, whether, whether you're a fan of 42 years like I am or, you know, a bit younger or whether you've just turned up this, this season for the first time because it's your local club and you've got some cash because you live in the area. No, everyone's entitled to their opinion as long as it's expressed politely, appropriately. Um, you know, there's no abuse. There's nothing homophobic, xenophobic or any any type of uh, rude language or, or uh, expression like that, either online or at the stadium, then, yeah, express it appropriately. I, I know, for example, because I'm a volunteer leader on, on match days that for, for program selling, that the club has stated one thing which I didn't agree with. I told them vociferously that it was a bad idea um, and engaged directly with them about it. And they engaged with me and got the people that were interested in this particular issue involved. We all had a call together and we worked it out. And in the end, the solution that we've come up with is much closer to what we, the fans wanted, we, the volunteers wanted, than the club wanted. So I would say that the club would listen. I don't obviously know individual cases, but at the end of the day, if, if, if your team loses 3-0 or whatever the situation is, Fans are fickle, but fans equally want to win their game. So they're going to understandably be emotional. And anyone who's been like the 216 that went last night and got home at like half past two in the morning, as I read for some people, 
frankly, if you did that, then I'm sorry, but you're justified in saying whatever you want to say, as long as you say it in the appropriate tone. I think the phrase wet wipe is the challenge for me, because I think you can be wet wipe in two ways. You can be a wet wipe because you, anything someone says, you want to pull them up on it. But at the same time, there we all know there are fans who are very, as, as Mark said, are quite emotional and are quite snap judgments. And these are not, I'm trying to get my language right here. They're, they're, the, they're not the same people, but they're the same type of fan or the same type of person that will do something stupid and say something when they haven't thought it through. And these are the same sort of people or the same characteristics that you see get found out retrospectively about using inappropriate language to football players on Twitter or on Facebook because you just go, you've annoyed me, you're this, and it's immediate, and they haven't stopped, thought, and looked at it. The One the one of the weird things, though, which is kind of part of our a problem with being a woman and fan, is because we've achieved so much that we dare to dream. And we actually have all the clubs, as we said before, being the greatest story in football, we we have the right to believe because we believe in miracles because we've had one. But what the problem is, people believe that that miracle means that we get to the Premier League or that miracle means that we have to play brilliantly every single week. And the week, the week when we have one bad game, all the toys are out of the pram. So I think from a wet wipe point of view, we've got wet wipe in terms of the fact of fact the club not allowing people to have their say. But I also think that some fans need to sort of take a second and go, do I really need to send this scathing Facebook message, Twitter, slagging off various things at the club when actually there is a might be a slightly better way of dealing with it? That's my. Yeah, I, only, I only ask questions because I've got three things that really bother me. One, one was last week when someone asked a question regarding uh, on a, the AFC Wimbledon Facebook page, or it's a it's a fans group. It's not the actual official page, and someone asked a question regarding the empty seats, and there was tons. I think it was against Plymouth. Yeah, there was quite and, it, yeah. and there's loads of issues regarding tickets, which we've raised on here. Uh, and the commenting got turned off on it. So no one could make a comment anymore regarding that issue. And the reason why is that that's a question for the club should be answered. But where are people meant to vent if they can't go on an AFC Wimbledon page and say, why is there so many? Entities? There was no swearing. There was no foul abuse of language. There was nothing derogatory on that post. And the commenting got turned off. I've had messages and uh, I put on there they've been deleted by admins I just find it ridiculous that we're kind of silencing the fans who are just asking questions and I get it some of the questions on there can be quite boring some of them I just don't care about so you know what I do I don't read them yeah or I free dot people and just take them out so I don't follow them anymore because they bore the crap out of me but that's what you need to do but and another one was the other day when uh, I think it was Sam Elliott raised a question about Oli Palmer. Oli Palmer was injured against Plymouth. If he plays against Arsenal, gets injured for a long term, we can be screwed. Oli Palmer then goes onto the Facebook page and then sends a message from himself and replies to it. Really? Yeah, he was. No. <laughs> I saw that. And, and That's if, a great if, it, idea. if it's not Oli Palmer, then it's someone doing a very credible impersonation of him. I didn't think it was a great idea either way. Well, and it's obviously blown up in his face. He just um, said that he trained he trained hard and stuff and he felt better and he was going to be fit for Tuesday. Yeah. Come on, you're effing Wombles, which, again, it's blown back on his face. And another one is, again, I, I see, uh, obviously, I, no one should be messaging, privately messaging players and telling them that how good they are. But if I went onto my own Twitter and I just put, for example, Aya Basel, what a load of shit. Like, why is he playing? Obviously, that ain't going to happen because that's how the best player. That's why I'm using no, no, him as an example. Right? If he then searches his own name and then goes on it and then reads all the shit comments, 
that is going to blow. And as I said, Robbo was on the uh, the AFC Women official podcast the other day. With a, it was a really good interview. But he was mentioning this regarding stuff that the players are getting stick and stuff like that after a couple of losses. Again, we could be top of the league winning every game. We're still going to have women fans who are going to moan their heads off. People, people on that Facebook page blow my mind. But you know what I do? I don't read it. I don't turn off commenting. No, I don't tell them how they should vent their anger or how they should do it. And that's where... I think the club are really not the club that some people are letting it shouldn't happen and stuff like that. Yeah, again, I'm agreeing with you, Lee. What I would say on, on that regard, because most of the stuff you're talking about is Facebook groups and I'm on them as well. So I've seen the stuff that you've seen. I've seen exactly the same comments. From what I can understand, and I don't know the ins and outs, it's individuals who are the admin people on there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm an admin on one particular group because I set it up within hours of us getting promoted to the league. And there's not, there's only like 800 people on there because it's not so well known. Not so many people. Only 800 it. people. Yeah. <laughs> it's called, it's called AFC Women in the League Club. I got carried just away. Fill out, fill out the address, but just plugged it there. Do you want to plug it again, Mark? Just plug it. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Anyway, um, the point of uh, I was going to say is, if you get certain admins, they're individuals themselves who obviously will have an opinion, which may or may not agree, may or may not be exactly the same as you or me or Dan or anyone then actually it's not the club line. The club may agree with it, but it's not actually a club line. And it's not a club saying, do this, do that. It's that particular individual. And that, that's the world of social media. You're going to have individual A disagreeing with individual B and C and D and E and F and so on. And, that's, and, that, and, question, that's, all it is. and that's why my question regarding wet wipes come along, because it's an opinion. I, I say I was an admin on there and I didn't agree with Danny. I'm not just going to turn off his comment and say, well, actually, I don't agree with you. Because that's me versus, you know what I mean? I, I talk to him about it. I just find it, you could, uh, and then we'll move off that subject regarding that. The other one was, to, was what, yesterday, Thursday, was regarding, the, sorry, Wednesday, was regarding the comms, our comms at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Again, we get told we can't be critical of the club and like they, I don't really think they like anyone criticising them. But our comms are an absolute joke at the moment. It's embarrassing. One with the red shirt when that was launched and they couldn't spell attitude. Right, two with the uh, why are we blowing smoke up Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's ass? A Chelsea Chelsea legend brings his team down to Plough Lane. Just say Jimmy Floyd or Burton manager, like we're playing Burton. We're playing Burton at home. Why? Are we yeah, playing? why are we Probably Chelsea legend stuff? And then today, well, sorry, yesterday was the worst one. Is when they said that we are be going. Uh, what's it called? That we played Sheffield Wednesday. Last time we <coughs> played Sheffield Wednesday was nineteen years ago, which is totally false because we were in the. CCL playing North Greenford 19 years ago. Wimbledon FC, the move to Milton Keynes was already agreed. And Wimbledon FC, so to speak, was still playing at Sellers Park. But it was Milton Keynes under the name of Wimbledon FC at the time. So that is one of the biggest faux pas I've ever seen from our comms. It sounds like a lot of, a little bit of inexperience and a little bit of understanding of the football, the culture of the business that they're in. Because spelling mistakes happen and it was stupid, but they, they happen. But the, the whole... It's a home website. We've just gone back to Plough Lane. We don't need, we're not going to sell a ticket because Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's turning up. We're not going to. We're going to sell a ticket because we're back to Plough Lane and come and come and join the party or wherever it is. It's also interesting. I'd love to see what Rotherham wrote down about Wimbledon trying to sell a ticket, the crazy gang are back in town or whether it might be. It's not going to happen. Just put the plan Burton at home, come and get come and join the team or get involved. I don't it's it, for me, it, it sort of smacks a bit of inexperience or Possibly, and again, I don't know anything, so this is a this is not me being a wet wipe. I'm just making a comment. It just I, I presume that we've either got someone who's relatively new, hasn't read the room, 
or they haven't quite understood how sensitive the issue can be around the MK and Wimbledon thing, which is ludicrous considering who, you, who you're joining. It's a bit mad. You know? Massive own goal for sure. Um, but yeah, talk about reading the room. We're going to get people joining our company, joining our company, joining our club. And there's been, in, uh, I don't know how many, but some people employed recently within the club, not necessarily in the right places, but that's what they've decided to do. Who will drop into King's Meadow, who will not be football fans, who may be marketing experts, supposedly, or sponsorship experts or whatever they are, but they're not necessarily dyed-in-the-wool fans like three of us and the people listening to this pod. The question is, because we know we're a little bit different and we're not just another sports organisation, do we force-feed them Womble Till I Die DVD that was produced in the first season of uh, Wimbledon the CCL? which is what apparently they used to show players way back in non-league days. Do we give them a copy of Eric's book, which I've just finished reading, which goes through everything right back to Domain Darlington and losing all those points and and all the Milton Keynes thing and so on? I don't know whether or not that's an appropriate thing to do, but without doing that type of thing, how are they ever necessarily going to have a proper understanding of exactly how sensitive, justifiably sensitive, the supporters are to massive own goals like the one with the Sheffield Wednesday? You, you join a you join a club you join a job that's your responsibility I join a, I join a, a, an employment or I join an organisation I do my I do my due diligence I go and check yeah, I agree what I are agree. they doing what's their culture like what do they stand for that's what you do now these whoever's doing these are, are making huge fundamental errors I mean this is you know these are very very basic errors that someone's doing spell checking is daft it's it's a stupid mistake we. It's pointless. We'll move on. But not understanding the culture and the history of your football club that you are working for, and then advertising on it, sounds—it just sounds a little bit ludicrous, like proper no. ludicrous. I, I agree. With the spelling mistake, I agree. That's just a mistake. That's someone who's who's just quickly maybe rushed it out because the red kit got launched and they thought, right, we need to get something out. Rushed it out, and yeah, they've made a mistake. You move on. Do you know what I mean? That is one of the things. But now it just seems all the time, and this is where I go back to the Facebook stuff: is that. Is, is, is the people on the admin, are some of the people on the admin who are close to the club don't want the club to be, you know what I mean? We can't ha- ever say a bad word about the club or because we, we are back, oh, we're back at Plough Lane, just enjoy it. Well, no, because we now need to move up to that next step. We have got a massive loan. We have to pay off this loan somehow. We have to get new fans in. Again, I don't want to go over the ticketing stuff again, but it's like there's 300 empty seats that could be filled with people paying good money. If I was a new fan coming down to Plough Lane and they still haven't sorted out my season ticket, I just think, fuck, I ain't doing it anymore. I'll go somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that, and it, we're not like that. We don't think like that because we are going to be supporting women no matter what happens. But the new fans that we need to get in and they're, they're kids who we will want to support women for 40 years, we need to be doing more. And it just, it pisses me off that you, you see people write a post and then someone then decides, no, nah, we're, we're not talking about that. The problem with it as well, in general, is that it is our club and we get the community, but it's a business and we are customers to a certain extent. And we've got other people who are customers. And to be blunt, these sort of things, we're a fan, we forgive. How much general trust have you got that we're going to, that these things are going to go in the right direction? And if you're making this mistake, this mistake, this mistake, if it was a restaurant and you were 50-50, just turn up and go to a restaurant, I'd be surprised if you would go back to that restaurant if they made overcharged you, made a problem with the food and the food didn't taste great or the waitering or the, the, the waiting surface wasn't great. 
it just seems that the, the diehard fans will support it wherever. You could give them cold tea, charge them extra money, and they're going to go. But the new fans that are the fresh money that is absolutely crucial, crucial to our development. We all have paid certain amounts of money and will continue to sponsor or whatever, but it's the same old money. We need new money. We spoke about this before sponsorships. We need some more money, some new opportunities, some new revenue streams, and we're going to lose them if we don't get the basics right, which is welcoming people in, good information, getting your facts right. And we're not doing that by the, from what I can see. And that's why I go back to the social media again, is that people have nowhere else to go. They're asking questions that the club are not answering phones. They're not answering emails. Do you know what I mean? I've been, we've been sent messages to the ones that had a dream asking, do we know how many tickets we've got here? How do we buy a ticket here? I don't know. We're just an unofficial AFC Women podcast. Do you know what I mean? We, I don't know the answers to these questions. And we say, we'll ring the club. They say, we can't get through. And if, if there's only one admin person working there, then they've got a freaking harder job than our defence at the moment. Wow. Wow. You went there, did you? Like it. Well, that, that is wet wipe. That is. Lee, is bring somebody who may have a level of engagement in these opportunities and see if we can speak to them here or open up the floor and do I, that. I don't know. I, I, I approached a couple of people. I approached Will Daniels, who's the analyst. I asked him if he wanted to come on as soon as he's got a job. He said, unfortunately, I don't even know if I should be saying this because I spoke to him personally. But he said he was going to, he was going to, he wanted to come on. He, he'd happily come on, but the club are doing something with regards for what his job is and doing an interview and all that. Okay, that's fair enough. Never happened. Well, let's do it. We're, we're, it's not we're, happened. You know, we've had a relatively honest conversation. No one's got irate. We've had a decent dialogue. I know we'd like to do is speak to somebody who would like to That's, give us a bit more information. That's all. The, Don, the Don's trust the brew. We've had Xavier on. We had uh, Hannah Kitchener on, uh, and people like that are always willing to come on. But where is, as people are calling him now, Silent Joe? Who's calling him Silent Joe? Like, hey, I see it all the time, Silent Joe Palmer. Like because... Cowboy. <laughs> who, who is who is accountable for all this stuff that's going on at the club at the moment? I don't know. Mark, you probably know more than me. No, no, I don't, mate. I genuinely don't. No, at the end of the day, you've got a CEO. This, uh, ultimately, his name's above the door, so I guess that's him. The fact that none of us know as fans is probably the biggest issue, isn't it? You know? well, let's make a plea. Whoever's in, whoever are used are doing the certain mistakes that they're making, we appreciate it's work and we all make mistakes. But could you try to not make the mistake in the fact that recognise that we are, when we are, when we are formed? Can you try and sort out your spelling? And can you try not to big up opposition teams too much? We don't need bigging up. All of our fans will go, just big us up more. Come and see the Dons. We don't care about Chelsea legends. We're not bothered. But is, have Chelsea put that in the contract, though, of like Henry Lawrence no. and the coach, that you have to big us up anytime yeah, no, the next no, player comes You might be reading a bit too much into things. <laughs> well, no, I'm just wondering why the <laughs> fuck are we bigging up a Chelsea legend? Who cares about Chelsea? I can't stand Chelsea. Most women fans don't like Chelsea. Okay. People are going to go to Burnham. Surely, you, if you want to... I don't think it need. I don't think right now we need to convince a huge amount of people to come to Wimbledon to watch the games. It's but, busy. Burton might be a bit different because Burton probably won't bring a lot of away fans. So we might have a few, few seats extra that we could probably allegedly we do. Yeah, yeah, we could we could have a lot. But Chef Wednesday does not need bigging up. If Chef Wednesday, I'm they're going to sell out the away. That end. place should be absolutely sold out. Do you know what I mean? But getting us mixed up with the. Uh, the guys up the right world well, again. I can see where the mistakes happen because we were still women in at that time under the guys, <coughs> even though it was Milton Keynes. But yeah, that was just a big mistake. And as I said, I'm just getting done in with being told what I can or can't say. As long as I'm not swearing my ass off and 
stuff like that, then I, if I want to say that McCormick ain't very good, if I want to say that Zanef's the best thing in the world, or if I want to go, well, last night, like, why are people panicking? It's fine. Then I can say what I want. I, I, guess, just... I guess the person who was running those particular Facebook sites, he sets it up, he has his own little guidelines, and he follows them, and it's, it's relatively clear. It's, it is just a shame that a relatively honest dialogue is shut down when... And, and the reason behind it, if it was, okay, it was getting out of control or whatever, then fine. But the, the answer didn't quite seem to, it's a shame because that conversation was actually getting quite interesting to hear about people's thoughts and things. Uh, and that, and that, that you create a conspiracy theory when there isn't one, if that makes sense. Just let that, that I think, down when it gets rude and you're done. I think that's the spot on bit there. It, it, it had a conspiracy theory behind it that the club may be saying, look, shut it down kind of thing and then or it's them back in the club when maybe that ain't their that ain't their place to do that but yeah, and then it, there may well be nothing there at all but if, if you don't course. get no explanation then understandably people fill in the gaps that's exactly it mark if you don't put up this is the reason why this was brought down you just pull something down or you could put at the bottom the last comment unfortunately due to the following reasons we as a panel have decided that this is the case then Yes, but the fact that you just pull it down and then retrospectively do it, you open up a little vacuum that naturally human beings, human behaviour, you jump in that vacuum and you make things up yourself. And it or can it, be completely harmless. But, or it's someone on a power trip just thinking they can do whatever they want. Or, or that, but it's, you know, I guess if we want to do our own, we could do our own one or we could all draw draw marks and make a mass exodus and make marks the biggest AFC Wimbledon Facebook group i <laughs> Well, if he's if he's putting out more Columbo quizzes, mate, then, get him out. Uh, <laughs> oh my, oh I've seen a gap. I've jumped in it. That's all <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say. Very niche. I saw a player's dad today. What did he say? There we are. Oh. <laughs> <The> weekly <laughs> quiz. Yeah, <laughs> all right. All right. We'll move on, uh, and when we come back, we'll discuss the playoff team versus our current squad. Who would we put into a playoff final? The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Welcome back. Uh, and now we're going to be discussing the AFC Women playoff final team that beat Plymouth versus our current squad and who we'd have in it. I think a week or two ago, I think more of the current squad would probably be pushing it in. The last few games, obviously, I think they're now out of it kind of thing. If I start, boys, I think... Hold on, who's one... manager? Who's assistant manager? Who's kit man? Let's get <laughs> now. Well, just... there's one. There's am one... I Steve Salis? Am I in and out? What one... I doing? Where am I at? One player is definitely not in it is... What's his name? Smith. Oh, who said that? Smith. Oh, 100%. The admin, is it? The admin. Lord. <laughs> He's all of a sudden dictating to everyone. <laughs> Who made you are, Kayla? So you're I manager, am. are you? I'm not I'm being rude. Just little sidekicks. Even on the day, no one was having him in their squad. Fine. And I'll, be, I'll be Neil Cox. That's big me. One. I'll be big, Cox. big one is, who are you having as manager? Neil Ardley or Robbo? Robbo. To win that game? Yeah, Robbo, could you go out and play attacking football? Yeah, I'm Neil Ardley. Okay, so that means that you're winning or do you go with the majority? <laughs> I'll just cut out your bit and just say Fantastic. that no hardly so one. Okay, so you're just as bad as everyone else that you've been talking about five minutes ago. I'm having, no, I'm, I, I get your point, I do love Robbo and uh, I think, but Neil Hardley that year was unbelievable. 
you know what I mean, to get us in that position. And I think to win a game, just a one-off game, then I think it has to be Neil Hardley. But why is you picking Robbo then? Come on. Well, you can't. Not Neil Hardley had that one season, and after that, he was. He did yeah, half a season. Half a season, not a whole season. When are we talking about a whole season? Or are we talking about one playoff game? We said. Well, we're just we're talking picking... about who's who's the better manager over a longer period of time. We're saying no, that we're picking a team yeah. to win a one playoff game. But what I'm, you judge somebody over over a period of time? Is that correct, or do you just do you just watch a bloke in the part once and go, he scored ten, he plays for Real Madrid on Monday? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Over a period of time. That's my knowledge of football, Dan, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> from all the time I've seen Ardley and all of the time I've seen Robbo, from what I've seen in a one-off game up against each other, I would pick Robbo. I know. I, to be fair, I was only saying Ardley because you both said Robbo and I felt a bit bad. Right, so you want to join our team now? It's allowed. No, I'm should we let him, should You're we allowed let him to agree well? right. Yeah, let him in. all right. You're saying... This once. Who is, we, you said Kitman, man. There's got to be... One job, Robin, isn't it? Well, well, well let's let's have let's just make sure we all agree where Robin Bedford is our kit man, and then he's the only one that's still there. Why they call Alan as physio? Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> Why did they call him Robin? Uh, one, one job. No, or was that is that what no. Anna called? Is that what Anna right. called him? Come on, come on. I've known Anna for years. She'll love it. Uh, right, who are we having in goal? Kelly Ruse or Zanav? Zanav. You're having Zanev over Gelly Roots. Oh, yep. what is Oh, my God. That's the worst shout I've ever heard. Wait, who are you going with then? Kelly Roots all day long, mate. Why, He's... why? Why are you going for Kelly Roots? Oh, why do you have to keep questioning me every time oh, I say Hold on, I mean, what? We're just going to make a decision. <laughs> what do you think? He did it. Okay, see you later. You're the worst oh. detective in the world. Don't murder him. The bloke over there in a jacket. Oh, all right, then. Great. Let's not any, <laughs> any, any evidence? No, he just looks shifty. No, don't worry, uh, man. Don't like the look of his cut of his jib to be fair I'd be locked up on that uh, on that trust uh, on that uh, uh, Zanev's been, been pretty awesome he has been pretty awesome but it took him how long to get into the first team right yeah. I still I still, he has still a mistake on him you see again that's what his fault shoes. Uh, what shoes we were in his foot when he nearly threw it over the line no no or, no the Rob fact Rose. that Zanev took the fact that Zanev took so long to get into the first team I would say isn't Zanev's fault I'd say it was partly his fault because he wasn't good enough to get into the first team at that time. He needed a couple of loans. He's built himself up. Don't get me wrong. I think he's brilliant. And as I said before, if we lose him, I think we're screwed. But Kelly Roos, that save against Atkinson in the semi-final where he's going one way and he kind of palms it away like David Seaman-esque in the semi-final of the FA Cup against Paul Pescadolido is unbelievable. Kelly Roos has gone on to die. I know Darby in dire straits, but he has gone on to be a very good championship goalkeeper. Done. I'd argue about that one as well, but yeah, okay. You're entitled to your opinion, my friend. I, I genuinely don't care either way, if I'm honest. So I'm happy either way. If I had to a point, there, Dan. I would say it would probably come down just on Ruse, but at the moment, right now, I'd pick Zanev over Ruse despite the division. Not being rude, you can't pick two players for every position. It's one player position, yeah? I know that. But you, I said, you ain't got a 22. Toss, this ain't American football. If it was a coin toss, it would probably come down and I had to go right now, I'd say Ruse. But I do think that right now, Zanev is a better goalkeeper than Ruse at this exact moment. See, this is going to both absolutely wipe you out now, right? Because you, you, you're going to struggle here. But you're, you're, you've got to make the choice, Lee. We're just, you know, we're just your gophers. Well, what, you, you're going Kelly Ruse? Well, well I'm, I'm saying Kelly Ruse. So that's my, two, if two I, against one. If I was one. in your seat, I'm going Kelly Ruse. So we're two but against one. You're the boss. Two against one, Kelly Ruse is in now. Well, I've told you I'm, st I'm I'm Neil Cox. I can't make any decisions. It's up to you. 
Don't know until you get out of our bar again. Uh, but uh, right, we'll go. Let's move on to right back. And this are we is going to Roos. Are we going for Kelly Roos? Well, there's two against one. So yeah, well, so yeah, we will. Right, okay. So we're now leaning on a democracy, not you're in charge. Well, I should be in charge, but yeah, well, I, I'm happy for democracy. It's what Wimbledon's all about. How very uh, noble of you. Right, back. right, right. back's got to be easy. Come on, Barry Come on. Fuller. Yeah. We've got not, to move on a bit. No, Henry Lawrence all day long. No, Henry Lawrence is going to play left back. I know you love Callum, Callum Kennedy, don't you? Callum Kennedy. I knew, Kennedy's I knew left you'd back. go Callum Kennedy. Oh, I knew you'd do this. Because yeah. Henry Lawrence is such a good player. And I love Barry Fuller, don't get me wrong. I love him to bits and he was class for us. But Henry Lawrence is a different gravy to what we've ever seen before. Yeah, which is why he goes uh, at left back instead of Callum Kennedy. No, 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 no. I'm throwing in I'm throwing in the third name there. Oh. Who are you so who we, who, because the only reason that Cal Kennedy played played the semi-final was because Meads wasn't a fit. I'm not having Meads in a million years. Old peg leg. He ain't playing. He ain't in my final tonight. Uh, man, I'd, I'd have Meads playing left back right now. Well, look, Lawrence gets in the team. So it's either got to be Callum Kennedy or Barry Fuller. And right. there's no, you can't D- compare. Danny, yeah. he just said he'd have Meads playing at left back now. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's injured now. He's about older, isn't he? He's about 40. No, he's not. He was about 22 then, so he'd be about 30 also, now. I, we, I believe we can get Meads on here, and I do need a question, because I've never forgiven him for leaving to go to Oxford, and then he got injured, and then he begged his way back into Wimbledon. Never forgive him. He got, he got a big retired. deal. He, he got a Oxford that was, well, was worth a lot more than we could afford. No, I'm one, of the, I'm one of these fans who don't think about it as a job or money. <laughs> You should you should never leave Wimbledon. Right. You what, leave, about, what about what about Lyle, your your recent child's middle name, Taylor? Totally different. Barry, Barry Fuller. <laughs> Lawrence will play, right? So it's the, the main question is Fuller or Kennedy. That's got to be the question. And Barry yeah. Fuller, Fuller, Fuller has all day. Got to play over Kennedy, surely. Come on. Yeah. I know you yeah. love him, mate. Think about it. We love Calke, and he's another one who's agreed to come on the pod, so right. I should be nice. But, and we like Callum Kennedy, and he's a lovely right. guy. We'll I go. saw him at a Jay Z concert, bigged him up after he scored a free kick from the side. What a good looking man, as well. Unbelievable. I'm writing it down. I'm writing Barry Fuller, and I'm writing so we're going Lawrence, Barry Fuller, and then we are going Lawrence, then, yeah, on left back. Yeah. He's unreal, Lawrence. I think I'm in love with him at the moment. What a the player. He's interesting. Go on, Darius Charles. Yes. I would have Darius Charles. 100%. Okay, so that's good. Now, second one, we've got Robbo, Hennigan, no, or Rob. Nightingale. Robbo all day long. Well, Robbo from a, from a leadership point of view. Darius Charles and Robinson. If you're beginning... Have, if if you're, oh, my God. You, you literally have no idea about football. Oh, my God. Hennigan <laughs> is quicker than Robbo. What? Hennigan is quicker than Robbo. Because Robbo neither, is... Neither right, that slow. quick, to be fair. Yeah, Hennigan ain't Usain Bolt. I'm not saying I mean? Usain Bolt, but he's not as slow as, you know, Robinson looks like he's running on a travelator, bless him. We no, no, just... Robinson, Robinson against Sutton looked like that, but yeah. that was towards the end of his career. We're so talking about Robinson, that playoff season was... Right. was I like Robbo. I'm happy with Robbo. I just worry about having two Robinsons in the same team. And there <laughs> I've said it. Darius Charles and Robinson. Darius Charles, what a player he was back then. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Now he's just become a mentor and we're paying him uh, to be a mentor at Wimbledon now instead of being a player, which... Uh, Gaffer, what formation do you want to play? It's got to be four at the back. 
Okay, great. And then the rest of the formation? Yeah, but that affects the rest of the team. Are you playing 4-3-2? Are we 4-4-2? Are we 4-3? 4-4-2. What are we doing? 4-4-2. Okay. That was the player final formation. Okay, but yeah, okay. it's a player Fine. final now, so what are we playing? Yeah. We could be playing yeah. our formation now, couldn't we? No, we're two playing teams, two teams. No, because you have to play two up front when you look at our strikers. Should we miss the midfield up and go straight to the strikers? Because I think the strikers are an easy one. Yeah. Okay, so Lyle Taylor's one. Let's be Lyle honest. Taylor. Yeah. He squeezed and, yeah. and Tom Elliott. I agree. I agree with Elliott. I don't. I put Akin Fenwa, but Elliott was, I thought, much better than Akin Fenwa. I, I was discussing this with, the, with like, a few of my mates, and they were like, yeah, Akin, Akin Fenwa. I said, what about Tom Elliott? They were like, Oh shit! We totally forgot we had Tom Elliott. Tom Elliott is one of the best players. One of the best players. The year that we had him, he, I'm not saying I think we still should have kept him, but I did think that. Bearing in mind is when we got promoted, Elliott was brilliant that year. I, I, I would be very yeah. I, I would have said Elliott. And, and Elliott's another one of those players that we got the best out of before definitely. he came to us and after he left us. He, he was a, done anything really. He was a donkey before he came, and he's a donkey after. But he was like Fleming Ronaldo when he was with us. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Scoring goals. Sorry, and also Akin Fenwell really upset me that day that he took the penalty off Callum Kennedy. 100 percent yeah. Yeah, but we win it, we need to win a match. Well, Akin Fenwell. Yeah, so he's on the bench. bench. Yeah, yeah Tom Elliott well, and Lyle Taylor. Down a bit. I've written down a bench anyway. So that's why you have to play 4 4 2. Why do you have to play 4 4? Because you have to have them two up front. What are you doing? Because he wants Bartram left wing, that's why. You could have Elliot at the front and Taylor going wherever he wanted. See, I'm I'm not I thought Bartram was so overrated. Okay, well, look, on, midfield then, midfield. Midfield, we've now got to pick four. We need now we need two wide men, which probably takes yeah. Radoni out of the way. Asal's in there. Right, Asal, are we going to go to Asal? Yeah. Asal over Asal over Rig. Okay, and then you we've remember, got... Sorry, just to jump in. Do you remember the, the time when we signed Asal on professional terms? Yeah. And he looked like he was about 10, even though he was about 16. I think I turned around to boy and said, this, look at the, this is our hope. Then we're screwed, and now look, he is our only hope. Um, but like literally, and you now look you're back at the team. Now you've got, we've given you the responsibility. You look, you look back when we first signed him on professional terms. He looks like he's about eight, and you think, how is he ever going to make it? I remember when I started doing this podcast, what it looked like. Look at <laughs> but yeah, Asal's in, man, because he's unbelievable. That's your question side, for next week. You know. So the other side, we... you're looking at Radoni, Barcham, McCormick, any of them. Chislet? No, none of them. Really. If, you, if, if, you're playing four, if you're playing 4 4 2, then yeah. Barcham, Barcham Barcham's your only winger, isn't he? You know? But Radoni is quite good on the whip going from wide. But would you both. play Mabude? Would he get in over Barcham? <laughs> no. Both, both Radoni and Barcham are both most, probably two of the most overrated players we've ever had. Great. So Ooh. who's playing? <laughs> who's There's a claim for you. Bartram, Bartram was brilliant, right? But then his end ball, his, his final ball was absolute. I remember at Spurs once, remember when he went through and he, all he had to do was cross it. He always and had he, the same move, didn't he, as well? Like, almost like a hop. And he and just... he always managed to get across it. Yeah, but he always go over the freaking players. Uh, well, so, but he's playing technically, isn't he, at the moment? If you're playing 4-4-2, he plays. I think we have to have Bartram, do we? We haven't got any other <laughs> Unless winners. you want to, heaven forbid, change the formation. No, I don't want to change And have one holding midfielder and three across. And then that brings Radoni in the question. No, you can't because yeah. you have to have Reeves and, Reeves and Woodyard in your tomb in midfield. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. I think we'll go. Well, Asal's one wing. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's well, come back. The other winger then. Yeah, let's come back. We've got to that. three players. So you can either have <laughs> Asal. Asal's as already in. Three with a holder. 
or you no. play a sale as a winger. No, because then you've got no width at all and we're getting absolutely smashed. Well, again, I agree, but the, you're, the, you're, the, you're the manager. Asal's right wing, left, right in the midfield. Now it's got to be it's Reeves and it's Reeves and Woodyard, isn't it? Why, 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 why isn't the Pullman a Woodyard? I put two, similar. Two, two similar. Why is it not Hartigan and Woodyard or Hartigan and Pullman? I don't think Pullman is quite good enough. I think he worked hard. I think he's great. I think it's basically it's Pullman or Woodyard. Woodyard's better. And I think Woodyard's a better version. And I think Reeves or Hartigan is probably another one. And I think, although Hartigan's a better passer, Reeves, Reeves that. was just a bit busier when he, a bit snappier. Uh, he adds that little bit more flair. Remember the goal against York when he follows Yeah, that, that one goal. Nah, I mean, it was a great it, goal, but... It was just, I always like Reeves' tempo. He always got the game moving. Accrington away when he goes running through a goal and we yeah. score a lot of Taylor oh, Bands in. Wonderful, wonderful. Hartigan's yeah. so, not going to do that for you. Right, Woodyard no, definitely plays though, doesn't he? So we know Woodyard's in. Woodyard's a captain. No, no, he ain't. You're having so him captain he, instead of Charles and Robinson. Well, you didn't want Robinson the team. I did, he didn't. <laughs> I didn't want him. So you can either play two sort of set midfielders and you've got not a lot of width but you've no. got three players who are going to attack, which would open up the Radoni conversation. Or... Mate, you're not getting Radoni in this team. You don't have Radoni and you play Barcham. Who's better, Barcham or Radoni? Barcham. Radoni, but in this formation, Barcham. Yeah. Why does... I'm saying is, are you better off getting the best players in your eleven and then working out the formation? Or are you going, this is my solid formation? You know, Mike Bassett, four four two, Or are you going <coughs> to... Rotate them around. Remember, you're playing Plymouth, so you've got to keep Kerry quiet. Are we playing Plymouth? Is it the same team? Yeah. Well, oh, okay, the, fine. We're not playing yeah. in a in a playoff final. It's the no, back the old the playoff final. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. It's four four two. So therefore, also, you've got you've got to keep Kerry quiet. Who's their left winger? And also, so actually, you need reached. a straight four four two. And they've got the goal machine, Jake Jervis. Oh god. <laughs> so they have. All right. Well, then that's it. Then so Barton plays. Yeah. He has to, even though yeah. he's probably so one of our most overrated Bruce, players. Charles and Robbo with Fuller and Lawrence on the fullbacks, Woodyard and Reese, Asal and Barcham, Taylor and Elliot, which gives you a breakdown of current squad one, two, three. <coughs> who's who's Reese? Do you mean Reeves? Reeves. Reeves. Oh, right. You said Reese. Sorry, mate. So you've got three who are in the current key. squad and eight in the old squad. Yeah. And I think we're Five lucky to get Hartigan on the bench. Akinfen was yeah. on the bench. Akinfen what? Nightingale? No. Palmer. Ball no. Palmer, yeah. Ballman? No. How many how many subs have we got now? Five. Should we Five. put Kennedy in for you just to cheer you up? <laughs> <laughs> he is coming on the pod. Do you want to what about Callum Bailly? Does he get on the bench? Bailly, no. No, 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 we're near the bench. Hartigan, Akinfen were a nightingale on the bench. What, what about Daniel Soccer? Where's he coming into this? He's he's picking up the cones at half time. We've got he's helping Robin out. Uh, Zanev, obviously, is keeper. Zanev, we're not going Zaki. McCormick, Radoni. McCormick, I thought you you said McCormick then. I thought I ain't having him near me, Ben. He's bad enough on the touchline. You can have McCormick on the bench, Radoni on the bench, Rig on the bench. 
Kennedy on the bench. But at the moment, we've got Hartigan, Akinfeb, and Nightingale and Zanev. So you've got one player to pick, Lee, and you're the manager. Just go with four subs. Wow. <laughs> Bottle job. No, I'm not. Why are we doing subs? Just first team's enough for me, man. I'll put Tom Beer. Tom Beer, yeah. Tom Beer, <laughs> fatter women, mate. Tom Beer's it. It's the only reason I'd sign him again, because of that song. I think that's, yeah, not a bad team. Not a bad side, that. Shame we haven't got that now at the back, really. Not a bad side. Rubbish manager. Like, horrendous. <laughs> Leafing. German <laughs> selectors. Absolute shambles. <laughs> Mate, most well, of the time, I'm too pissed to even know what's going on at games. Well, then why are we picked as manager then? <laughs> oh, Robbo's my assistant. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, he's the admin, that's why. Yeah. Well, that was I'm, that. I'm doing a lot of sessions with Steve Salis at the moment. <laughs> you need it, mate. <laughs> well, oh, set pieces so. with the bubby. Right. Well, I think, I think that's a pretty good side, and I'd be scared if I was facing that side. So. Good for you. Anything else to add, boys, before we wrap up and call it a day? No, just looking right. forward to seeing Chelsea legend Jimmy Floyd Hasselbeck come into power And then I think we can all do with a two-week break, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I also got to say, uh, if you heard some coughing during the podcast, that is Mark. He currently has COVID, and we wish you Apologies. the best, mate. Hopefully, you'll be back fighting fit. And well done to oh, Xavier, Xavier Wiggins, who got some award with the Queen. What award was it, Mark? You knew, I thought it was... Matt... I think it was the Queen's Empire Medal, I believe. I thought yeah. he got water skills one, two, and three. <laughs> Dan thought it was an MBE at first. I thought he? it was. He's been brilliant. I thought it was an MBE, but, you know, yeah. take it. Hey, it's weird, Maybe he gets that. Get one, Lee. Maybe you'll get one for podcasts. He gets that at the same time James Bond comes out, so you never know. They might be announcing Xavier as the new James Bond. You heard I'd it love... here first. I'd love to see that, Xavier as Bond. I'd like to see that, actually. Especially when he's on the piss. Oh, money penny winner. No, what's it? Right. Thanks, boys. It's been a pleasure Thank talking you. to you. Take care, everyone. Good stuff. Take care, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.